What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the first episode ever of the Clint Norris Show. I am your host, the one and only Clint Norris, former host of the Late Hour Show. If you're new here, this is your first time tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. If you've been following me for a while, I appreciate that. Thank you for following me. So the big question I'm sure everybody's wondering is, what's been going on? What have you been up to? What happened to the Late Hour Show? Well, um, as most of you know, towards you know around, I think it was March of 2020, something happened. <laughs> something happened uh, called COVID. So let me rewind a little bit. So the original plan for late hour was um, to do one final episode here in Minnesota where I currently am. And then we were going to move it out to uh, none other than Pasadena, California. There was a studio out there that we were going to film it at um, about 15 minutes, 20 minutes outside of Los Angeles. And then, yeah, unfortunately, uh, COVID happened and every single studio got shut down. But that's okay. You know, I think um, Late Hour was was a very awesome experience for me, and I'm sure it was for my guest uh, Travis, who's coming up here on this on this week's show. And then for those wondering exactly what Late Hour is, uh, the Late Hour show was a late night style show that kind of drifted away from the traditional suit and tie format. It was it was very casual, very loose, uh, but a very fun show that I hosted for a couple of years out here. So, um, something that I get asked a lot is like, am I ever going to like do the show again? And my answer is probably not simply because it was, it was such a bootstrap operation. Not that I had a a bad experience or anything like that. It's, it's a, a bit exhausting after a while running a show like that with only two people. Not that we weren't capable of it. Obviously we were. I, I would need to be connected to an actual like studio in order to have you know late hour happen again. So I'm not saying I'd never do it. Obviously, you know, never say never. But as of right now, I have I have no plans to uh, to reboot late hour <laughs> as of as of right now. Um, and as a lot of you out there know, man, I got a lot of support for this. That's crazy the response I got. I was recently on uh, the one and only Rob Deerdex podcast, Build with Rob. Uh, which was a, a very f- awesome experience. I was so nervous. <laughs> like, it was awesome and nerve-wracking at the same time just because I'm pitching him a TV show. And, you know, he's he's been at MTV for, you know, what is it, like 15 years now? It's It's been quite a while. You know, you got Fantasy Factory, Robin Big, Ridiculousness has been on there for so long. But um, I think some of the ideas me and him discussed were just so beneficial and I actually like his idea more than my original concept which he didn't show the original concept I had uh, for drop zone was basically like a talk show meets QVC but he said get rid of like that linear aspect of it and you have something that's just really never been done before but here's where I think where you have something special in here is what I loved more than anything was this idea of featuring unique uh, products. It's it's the this is why I'm broke.com really fun stuff. You know what I mean? That's like, you know, like yeah, the exactly. you know, like that when when you brought that up, it just sparked me where I was like, wow, like that's actually 
the core of his entire concept, right? And it's almost like a discovery show of the craziest gifts that you can buy and the craziest products that are out there. So if you want to go listen to that episode, you can check it out, Build With Rob. And if you want to be on Build With Rob, all you have to do is hit him up at DeerDeckMachine.com. If you have a concept or an idea for a company or if you have a business you want to pitch to him, hit him up, man. Rob's, Rob's a super nice guy. Also got to give a shout out to uh, none other than Kyle over at Deer Dick Machine who, who was helping uh, run the show. Just a completely awesome crew that they have over there. So for today's episode, I have the one and only Travis Sokolik joining me. So Travis was uh, co-creator of the Late Hour Show with me, co-producer as well. Everything you see on that show was only me and him. <laughs> it was just a two-man show. Um, but you know what? It's it's crazy to go from like I think we started in 2014 up until 2019. Just the amount of learning we did in in that amount of time is just uh, pretty incredible. Because if you compare our last episode to our first episode, just the pacing, the way the set looks, uh, my interviews, my interviewing skills got so much better. Overall, it was just a, a better show to watch. So if Travis is ready, we will get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Travis Sokolik is in the house. Former uh, former co-creator and co-producer of the Late Hour Show. What is going on? What's going? What's going? And for those who don't know, you're in uh, North Carolina now, right? Oh, yeah. How'd you end up there? Fiance, Jessica. Fiance, okay. Is she from there or like did she move yeah, there? She or? born and raised. And... Nice. How'd you guys meet? online good old online i was originally creeper and then she's (laughs) like here's my number and then oh sweet and you guys are engaged now oh yeah yeah we first oh man uh cat was hungry the other day he's like jumping oh that's (laughs) slipped and went oh man that's how you got that scratch jeez have you have you got like face scratches from your cats uh, when they were younger, they used to like run across my face when I was sleeping and that's the only time they would do it. But then they stopped because I started like, I would feel them coming and just fling them across, across the room. And then they finally stopped. Should have wore a mask or something. Yeah. yeah no kidding. And now there's a, I know, right. <laughs> just have you a springboard. A I did. Yeah. I don't really have any masks anymore. Um, I have a couple and they're in the, um, the Halloween stuff. Oh, still got my snowman, yeah. but like the head's like broken, like three pieces. You can like oh really? <laughs> put it on. I can feel it just like like it's about to fall right off of me. Oh man! Well, how you man? You got that thing quite a while ago, didn't you? Eighteen. <laughs> well, you were eighteen when you got it. Oh man! So yeah, just a little while ago. A little. Um, and then for those who don't know out there, for for context. Uh, me and Travis met way back in the day. No, it's okay. Cause I, I have the, the habit of assuming people know what I'm talking about. I do that so much, but for context, me and Travis met in high school through our buddy, David. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember like, okay. Do you remember like the first time in you met? Cause I'm kind of drawing a blank a little bit. Well, I remember you came to me with your uh, ICW thing and had 
Yeah. We ended up and somehow we actually were in the same science class. That's oh really? This kind of came up to me. I'm like, I'm, I'm Clint. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was really, really, really quiet back then, so I was just like, what the hell's going on? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, and so for for those who don't know what ICW is, I have oh, to rewind man. even farther. So you know how like when you're in high school and people break off and they do different sports and stuff. I thought, oh man, my thing's gonna be starting a backyard wrestling league. Yeah, so I thought, you know, that's going to be like my ticket to making it popular, making it in high school and becoming popular. So, uh, yeah, ICW was called Insane Wrestling Champions, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and that, that was I, like IWC, then ICW, then IWC. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, it was IWC. Well, I still well, have that, I, uh, that uh, like. Man, good memory. Well, I have like one. Because you gave me the DVD that one point and I put it on the computer. It's on my Facebook video thing. So once in a while, oh, no. I'll, I'll go through all my photos and videos like, oh, that's still on there. <laughs> so I, I'll show some clips on here. But for those who are wondering what the ring was made out of, it was like four cinder blocks that I stuck a pole in each, in each cinder block through the hole. And then I like duct taped string all around but the string like hose no hose would have been better no it was it was like string that i had duct taped and spray painted red and then the the base of the ring was a tarp and um two mats wrestling wrestling mats in the gym yeah yeah pretty much and like our our angle was like oh we're extreme we don't need a real ring like we're so hardcore but extreme it's very uh very loose yeah it's very um what's what's the word they use for subjective i guess yeah or like art is subjective yeah but i i had a lot of masks back in the day for some reason so when travis said i had a lot of masks that's why because i played like 40 different characters on this like wrestling show we did um and then david who we were talking about before his character's name was uh psycho Oh, yeah, he's so psycho, he uh, made a mask out of his uh, book cover. Yeah, that was pretty creative, though, because it had, like, little ears and, like, it, lo- it looked, like, fairly legit. Shout out to David, by the way, man. I haven't talked to him in quite a while. I haven't talked to him in a long time. He's Really? I've seen some of his stuff he's made. Like the, oh, yeah. The character he made, that's... Oh, man, yeah. He's... Did you see that in person, his scarecrow mask? I don't think I ever saw it in person. Oh man! Facebook. It was like it was like he bought it at a store. That's how good that that mask looked. It was pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, he's very talented at at David. Oh, he's yeah, especially making stuff. I still don't know what he made those. Um, oh, because it was a scarecrow, but it was he had yeah. like um, needles coming out, but they obviously weren't needles. I still don't know what those were. He won't he won't tell me. Probably were needles. <laughs> yeah, they're actually needles. It's his. Uh, it's his trade secret. And then um, fast forward a little bit. Me, I think me and you were in a, a um, I don't, it wasn't a league, another promotion. That's what they call it in the wrestling world. A promotion called MCW. I was only there like two times. Oh, really? Okay. I don't know. It was once. I think it was once. Really and then your character. Oh, you didn't like it there? Well, I was. They were older guys, you know. I was shy at that time. Pretty, pretty shy at the time. I was just, yeah, just being out of the house. I'm like, uh, 
want to go home. <laughs> I well, and plus, I think like we were like probably sixteen, seventeen at the time, and everybody else is like twenty five, thirty two. They were just quite a bit older than us. Grown ups. Yeah, exactly. But your character was kind of cool though, from what I remember. We're kind of man, we're really bouncing around in the timeline here, but well, we're going like, back to when we first started when we met. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, kind of go backwards a bit. Try, I'm kind try, of skipping ahead. Try to keep it in order, chronologically organized. So um, watching and know what the heck is going on. Yeah. Wait a minute. So they want... talking about wrestling. Well, now they're talking about. <laughs> I know. Right? Like we're all over the place. So our our first like event was up at this gym that I lived right by. Uh, um, what that Carver. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that the last torn down. Yes, yeah, it's a completely new building now. For those who live uh, in the area, yeah, that school has completely been remodeled. It looks completely different. But yeah, we had that event there, and it was just, from what I remember, I was I was so like embarrassed afterwards how how poorly of a job I did just organizing it and like trying to get everything together. When I first had the idea, I was like daydreaming, like coming out to a ring, and like all my dreams of. Doing X sort of stuff and coming to a mad neighbor <laughs> was probably the worst day of my life, too. Because I don't know, I was, I don't know what was going on. My because that was when my mom passed that day, yeah. I remember that, yeah. Let's go to a wrestling match. I gotta wrestle. Mm. I come in and just a bunch of guys behind a table and then a floor mat. And I just yeah. rolled around with BJ for a while. I'm like, like my brain trying to comprehend what just happened today, and I'm just here bumping. Yeah, up that, was, uh, that was. Yeah, a, I don't know if you understood that it was actually it was supposed to be like a professional wrestling match, but not a mat wrestling match. Because, like, yeah, I'm gonna say it's like my uh, my trying to like do the Olympic kind of wrestling or my um. You had a really cool shirt, though, I remember, that you made. What was on the back? That was actually David made that, too. Oh, really? Like a cross, and then Uni painted it. I had to wear a shirt on it, though, because it cut up my nipples. Oh, really? Because you paint, (laughs) but it was all dried. I'd be moving around, chafing my nips and stuff. Yeah, you don't don't need that. And then, for those who don't know, uh, character... uh, Character... Travis's character's name was Union. That was like your wrestling uh, persona. Yeah, that's just something I just kind of stuck with when I first played the WrestleMania 2000. I'll try to figure mm. out like a cool name. I was like on Snake, stupid like cheesy names like that. And I saw the theme song Union. I'm like, oh, I'm taking that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't even remember who's in that faction. I think it was Test Big Show. Mankind, just a bunch of random people. Oh, really? They were. I'm guessing they were like the union of like pro wrestling. I think they're just another little group of Vince McMahon henchmen. Oh, okay, okay, that makes that sense. could be wrong. Okay. That's my recollection. Gotcha. Um. So then, after after that event, which I have no footage of, unfortunately, um. We just we strictly did a TV show from my backyard, if I'm remembering correctly. Oh yeah, had fireworks and everything, and uh, yeah. audience too. Yes, yes. The uh, 
yeah, the very real audience we had in the backyard. Man, but I mean, for being only 14, that wasn't like terrible, but it also like wasn't great. Well, it tricked a few people. I showed that. that that's that's true. A few people, and they're like, "What are the audience?" I'm like, "Are you stupid?" Yeah, I know. It's like you can see the grass on like the trees in the back and everything. They have a really good time. Yeah. Um, okay, and, and then we did that for probably about like I don't know five episodes, maybe. I think we stopped when winter came because that was right in the beginning of uh, of high school, I think. And um, then that's when we had a couple we, cold nights. I think it was right right before it started snow because yeah. It was like late fall. I think started to stop. Yeah, because we, we didn't have a car or had like vehicles at no. the time, and it was hard to get yeah, away sometimes. Yeah, but that, well, yeah, I think we were like what 14, 15, 16 maybe at the time, something yeah. like that. But then that's when we uh, jumped over to uh, MCW, which was, um, I believe, Midwest Championship Wrestling. Uh, I think, or it was Minnesota. It was one of those. It was down on. Um, Payne Avenue in St. Paul, for if anybody out there remembers. You did quite a few stuff with them. I remember uh, yeah. Clint Norris character for a few, <clears throat> few things. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, how, how that came about was there was this guy named Sideshow Bob, not Sideshow Bob, Sideshow Mike. Sideshow Bob. <laughs> That's from The Simpsons. Uh, so he messaged me one night because he had seen one of our episodes and he thought like the editing was really good and their their promotion really desperately needed like an editor so that's that's how that all started but yeah i remember that venue was that you do like their was, youtube channel and stuff and kind of yes stuff. yeah yeah i did their website youtube channel would film stuff there for, for them i mean i think for at you know 15 16 that was a great you know outlet for me and then you said you went there once or twice I think I went there once with that uh, mask they had. I don't know who bought it, but the one I had, it was like an Abyss ripoff mask. Oh, yeah, 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 I yeah. I brought that there, and I think, I, I had no idea what the hell I was doing. My special <laughs> the choke slam that B3 guy where it was like 300 pounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, B3. Like, you, think can, you think you can lift me? I'm like, no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Shout out to Darren. I, I sometimes he'll comment on my stuff on Facebook. Yeah. I wonder if any of those guys are still like doing. I know um, uh, Derek and Joseph Alexander are still doing it kind of here and there. Uh, and for context, any for anybody out there. So the pinnacle of MCW was when they brought in this guy named Samoa Joe, who at the time was like super, super popular among like WWE so they got him to come to a show, and Joseph Alexander was the guy wrestling him. Wasn't he a TNA though at that time? Oh, excuse me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not. Oh, um, my bad. Yeah, that's my bad. Yeah, he's at TNA. Yeah, but TNA was like the new cool thing because they had a six-sided ring, um, and they were getting all like the old talent from um, WWE at the time. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah, Samoa Joe was just like on fire during that time. So for them to get him was like a huge deal. And that was probably their, their biggest show ever. Oh yeah. Especially Samoa Joe. He's he's still kicking in kicking ass. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, like fifteen years later he's still doing it. Really good. Were you at that were you at that show? No, that was the 
thinking, I think the second time I, yeah, I think there was the second time I came. And that was after, because I was wearing, I was wearing the same shirt he wore that day. And oh, really? It was like a video <laughs> game t-shirt I was, I happened to be wearing. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Well, un- unfortunately, that was kind of like the, um, the highest point for, for that promotion. It, it unfortunately kind of just went downhill from there. There was a lot of just internal stuff going on. Like this guy didn't like that guy. This guy didn't like that. This happened. It was just a lot of, unfortunately, you know what? I think, weren't you supposed to have like a, like a dark match with uh B three. I think that, that yeah. was supposed to happen, but unfortunately never did. Yeah. That was something like that was about to happen. was supposed to happen. Granted, none of us knew like what we were actually doing ever. Like, None of us were ever like trained, as, as far as I know. It was fun though that when we first went though, to play around in the ring, that was kind of a cool. Oh yeah, being an actual like wrestling ring. Yeah, and it like when you when you fall correctly, it doesn't hurt at all. Yeah, because like you have to like tuck in your tuck in your chin and lay your your shoulders flat. Yeah, that was probably the highlight of that. You got to play around in the ring for free. Oh yeah, I know, right? Like a legitimate like ring. Yeah. Do you watch, uh, like, any wrestling at all these days? I usually watch, like, I see see uh, clips on TikTok a lot of what's kind of going on. YouTube, I like, follow YouTube wrestling videos I watch. They'll come up with the new WWE stuff. Sure, yeah. Like, I, I know what's going on, but I don't, I don't watch it. The Clint Norris Show will be right back after a word from our sponsors. So let me ask you guys something. Have you ever thought about creating your own podcast but weren't 100% sure where to start? Well, with Anchor, you can officially turn your idea of a podcast into a reality. The easiest way for anyone to make a high-quality podcast and distribute it everywhere audio is heard. You even have the option to record your podcast from your phone with no fancy equipment required. That's it. It's really that easy. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, it's never been easier to finally create your very own podcast. So check out Anchor on the App Store or visit anchor.fm. That is anchor.fm. Okay, so check this out. Do you like finding random cool things to buy on the internet? If so, you're in luck because right now the Awesome Mall has everything from apparel to gamer gadgets on their site. The Awesome Mall features items that you typically won't find in stores and make it easier to find a gift for those hard-to-buy people in your life. From all-in-one arcade boards to countertop pizza cookers, theawesomemall.com has something for everybody. That is theawesomemall.com. Welcome back to the Clint Norris Show. Isn't Clint awesome? Show some love by subscribing and giving a thumbs up. Have you play the games, though? Uh, have you played the new one? I Unfortunately, I haven't. No, it looks crazy, it's, though. It's if, if you want to come back to wrestling, it's a... It's I, got, I got really sucked into uh, uh, 2K17. That's the last one I played. Well, but yeah, well, sh- shout out to 2K. 2K20 was pathetic when they released Oh, that. right. I forgot about that. Yeah, they had up. all those issues. And then they stopped. They canceled the yearly thing and took a year off to make it. And they came back with a really... It's definitely in the right direction. The screenshots, though, look pretty amazing for uh, 2K22. It, like, it almost looks real at first. It's like, oh, wow, that looks just... Like beast of a PC, mm-hmm. like, mm, you've good. you've officially become a PC gamer. Yeah, so PC is the way to go. I mean, believe it or not, I actually bought myself a uh, a gaming PC, but I don't really use it for gaming though. I I've, I've been slowly getting into like 
uh, like animation and stuff. But I I mostly just wanted a really fast editing uh, computer that I could edit, put stuff together quickly. Definitely does a good job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It starts up in like eight seconds. It's crazy. Where the heck do we leave off with the whole story? <laughs> we just switch with from... with with MCW. Um, the story and we're just like video <laughs> games this way. Yeah. Okay. So there was MCW, and then um, that folded, and then I remember you really got into like animation, like uh, for a while. Yeah, that was my uh, obsession at the time. It was it was definitely a good time. It was. I spent hours, nights. Yeah. Got very do you still, that. I had do you still use Blender? I, I don't yeah. have patience for that anymore. <laughs> I, I I try here and there. I get inspired. I watch some Blender videos. I'm like, I want to do that. I want to do that again. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I do it for like a minute. I'm like, I'm, I don't remember our shit. And I don't yeah. have patience, <laughs> relearn all that stuff. I do it once in a while. Go in there for the, uh, if someone wants me to edit something for them, or oh, okay. for some reason they come to me and I I know enough to make something nice, but sure, nothing great. I have tried the uh, Blender interface, and like when you compare it to a typical like animation program, it's very like all over the place. But once yeah. once you know where everything is, you know it's like oh okay, I got this. Yeah, they've I think I don't know how I think. They went from, I think they're on like 3.0, so they like revamp mm. their whole interface. It's supposed to be a lot more uh, user friendly. Yeah, not, it's it's not so like many. It. There's still a ton of commands like with the keyboard, but a lot of it's yeah. kind of like all in front of you. It's kind of. Yeah, I I noticed that as I was like using it, I was like, I don't remember this being this easy. Like, was I just like being a wimp before? Like I remember this being a lot more complicated. I think they just made, made it more user friendly. Did you check out that uh, meta human thing I sent you? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't got. I think <laughs> I think there was something similar you sent me a long time ago, where you, where you could like edit your your characters or whatever, and then import it to Blender or whatever, and be able. Oh to yeah, that kind of what yeah. They, Kind of. So it's uh, completely in browser. You don't download anything. Um, and I believe it's specifically made for Unreal Engine, but you can get it into Blender. But just the level of detail you can get like in browser and just to quickly make a character is it, just like, man, I wish we had that like, you know, 12 years ago. That would have been awesome. It's a little too late for me for that stuff. But <laughs> I'm glad it's out there. You never know. Like another program might come along that's just super simple, you know. We'll see. Um, and then, uh, and then we skip ahead to a late hour, the late hour show. Oh, what about yeah. uh, Burger Dump or the Wise? All oh, right. Oh, how can I forget? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wise guys made, made my uh, <clears throat> debut on uh, sitcoms. Yeah, Wise guys. Okay, so for everybody out there, uh, freaking timeline. I know, right? Okay, so <laughs> yeah, we're on MCW, and now we're on to uh, Wise guys. I'm like, oh, what, yeah, good, what am I expecting? You tell me all this stuff, and then do you I have know, right? the list of stuff on the side you can <laughs> read? You've got a better uh, chronological memory than me. Well, I, um, all I do is reminisce. So, well, yeah, you, yeah, you've got a better like bookmark than me because I was about to completely skip over that. 
Um, so for people out there who don't know what Wise Guys is, it was a sitcom that me and my older brother Luke had uh, put together. And the idea was you had these three very different guys living in an apartment um, during their college years. And then Travis was in the episode called Burger Dump, and he was one of the uh, employees working at the. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was wow! Like, never heard me up until that point. Oh really? <laughs> no. Um, well, you were involved before that, though, right? Like, didn't, did you were probably like. I did a lot. Of just uh, I helped out behind the scenes a lot with the cameras yeah. and lighting and audio. Yeah, I was gonna say. I yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure you were there for. For like the first episode too. Yeah, I was behind the scenes. And then we took the classes cool, and stuff there and learned. Oh yeah, them. yeah, yeah. With uh, John, John and the other dude. <laughs> John and Glenn. Shout out to John Hansen and uh and Glenn Schmidt. And those guys were hilarious. Oh yeah. Definitely made going there a little bit more entertaining too. Oh yeah. We they have the exact the same. Too. What's that? They helped out a lot too with the show. Oh yeah, they weren't really supposed to help people with their projects and stuff, from what I remember. Yeah, well, they I mean they got along so well with us, and they just had the exact same type of of humor. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean that that definitely definitely helps. I I think we only ended up doing two episodes. Oh no, excuse me, we did three episodes of uh, Wise Guys, I and I believe the original. Or- no, I don't think we ever finished it. I have the tapes though for it. I just never put it together. But I think the original concept of it was like we were going to make the pilot and then we were going to like pitch it to different networks and stuff. But I don't think we ever ended up doing that from what I recall. I'd have to ask Luke. I think it was just their public access and YouTube at the time. Yeah. But we, I mean, we did a fairly good job of making it look like a sitcom at, at the time, you know. For what we had, it was, wasn't, yeah, you know, the, the audience was fairly convincing, kind of. Yeah, the laugh track. And... Yeah, which we used the laugh track again for a late hour. I wasn't what? able to escape. <laughs> what, what we had on hand to do all that stuff, we did pretty, you know, they pretty good. Yeah, like yes. Sets and all we had was that little, that big gray square to, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. I, I think we moved that out of the way after the first episode. I think. Yeah, it was like this big. We kind of do the burger dump episode with that in a way because the you you got you need a counter, any place where people are eating. That's that wasn't. Oh yeah. That wasn't gonna fail. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good time though. It was it was very much that you got a feel for how like TV shows were made. And there's a lot of different people involved, and... and I didn't have. Was that after we graduated? Or was I that... believe so. Yeah, I want to say it, it was like about a year after we had graduated. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember I didn't have a job. I had nothing to do. That's that was my. Uh, oh really? That was my fun time. We got out of the house. But you know what, though, in in my opinion, you probably got more experience from that than you would just working a stupid you know, like retail or fast food job because you don't learn anything at those jobs. You don't really learn anything. You yeah. learn how awful people are and um, how to how to automate the process of making fast food. Like you don't 
bring anything or you don't you don't really learn much from that in my yeah. opinion yeah well those those classes we took there are kind of spinny but like the knowledge you learn from knowledge you yeah can, exactly yeah you can use them for pretty much anything you can imagine yeah freelance or, or like as a reference for um to put on your application right. yeah I, We'll touch on that late that stuff later too when we talk about Uncle George, the documentary. Because yeah. I used the town mm-hmm. at Town Square Square help with that. We used the oh, their, I didn't know that their nice cameras for a lot of the filming. Oh sweet! I didn't know that. I went there a few times by myself. I told him, "Don't tell Clint I'm here." <laughs> He's not allowed. He's not allowed to go to the studio without me. He um, signed this contract. Blood. Yes, a very yeah, and I gave him a signing bonus and uh, signing bonus know, all that fun my stuff. Soul. Yes. All right, and then I want to say after wise guys, that's when we did late hour. Yeah, I think so. Like at least the. Yeah, I think so. Is that Katie was the first uh, person we interviewed, or we tried to? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's- yeah, yeah, shout out to Katie Palacio. Yeah. No, that was not We were still at SEC. Yeah, the SEC was still open at the time. Yeah. Yes, we had uh, Katie Palacio, who I knew from uh, school, be our very first guest on the show. Uh, Just, she man, shout out to good. Katie. She was. I remember because we were still learning all that stuff. It was just you and I running everything. So we, we were still learning how to work the audio and. The levels. Yeah. I remember filming that first one and nothing worked. Like you had, like the audio didn't work. Oh, you know what? I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to have it come a second time. I completely forgot about that. Yes. <laughs> so, so uh, sorry about that, Katie, if you're, if you're listening. Oh, yeah. She's probably listening. You never know. Yeah. Man, Katie's been up to a lot. She moved out to uh, Los Angeles. She's she's doing it out there. So, man, props to her. That's where you gotta go if you want that or New York. I think. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, I want to say she was in. Um, it was it was sort of like a Halo movie. I can't remember. Let me well, you know. I, let me just look it up real quick. Like yeah, it was like. Um, all right, Katie, I'm creep. I'm creeping on your IMDb page. <laughs> Don't you have an IM? Yeah, IMDb? I do. Yes. I mean, yeah, look at all the stuff she's... Yeah, Project Eden, Being Mary Jane, De-Evolution. I mean, yeah, pro- props to Katie. That's that's awesome. Yeah, she's... At least from the... I've seen some scenes that she was in. She definitely has a talent for that. But oh, yeah, yeah. Super good actress. By the year she's all doing that stuff. Yeah, she, she's, yeah, cra- crazy talented. Um... And then I want who did we have on after Katie? Do you remember? Off the top of your head, I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, I want to say it was like LA Nick, but I'm not sure if that's right. No, I think it was Tommy Tellerico, maybe. Oh, you know what? You're right, man. Good uh, memory. Because he had a better uh, setup for Skype interviews. Yeah, remember, yeah, uh, yeah. Town Square didn't have a very good setup for that, so that's why I think where we did. Did a lot of our interviews at SEC because they had that. They literally just plug in TV and boom and laptop. And you're good to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, 
Yes, that's crazy. Yeah, uh, second uh, episode was Tommy Tellerico. So for those who don't know who Tommy is, um, Tommy was one of the very influential people in the early days of PlayStation as far as audio. Um, and even going back to the um, Super Nintendo, he was responsible for getting a lot of those different types of sounds and, and music onto the actual cartridges. That was That was mostly him doing that during the time. So um, to get him on was, I geeked out a little bit. Yeah, I've heard his uh, video game music live or something. He did yes, a, yeah. Halo, a Halo theme, that was, that was really good. Did you go to one of the shows? No, just, uh, I think he had a, I think he had like streaming. You could like stream his music. Oh, okay, Spotify yeah, yeah, yeah. Pandora, that's where I listen to a lot of his stuff. So... Tommy Tellerico used to um, do this. Well, I don't know if he may still do it in the future, but it's called Video Games Live, which is essentially you get to hear a live orchestra of your favorite video game music. So everything from Halo to Mario to uh, Dig Dug, Tetris, Metal Gear Solid, Final Fantasy, just every you know game you could possibly think of. Like it's right in front of me. Also, I'm not wearing any pants. That's I am currently in sweatpants, so we are in the same genre. (laughs) <laughs> um okay so yeah and then after tommy tellerico we had the one and only quentin flynn That's from cool. uh keep in contact with him don't you uh yeah well, i talked yeah, to him once in a while on, uh, what, on instagram like you're in minneapolis with him <clears throat> yeah i met up with him at um i think it's called annie annie minneapolis oh, which it's it's funny because i have yeah i have um zero interest in anime or anything to do with anime. Yeah, so like, anime. If, if there was one I would recommend, the only one I could really get into was the Attack on Titan. I've that heard one, of that one. Okay. That one's that one's good, but I, Jessica's really into that stuff. And she'd okay. want me to watch her shows, and I'd just be like, I'm trying really hard so, not to just talk crap about it, make fun of it. Like, so much. So what I've said is just blasphemy to her that I don't really care for anime. I know, I know. I like <laughs> well, it was time, but that's about it. Okay, okay. Um, I, I was a huge fan of Metal Gear Solid, so getting him on the show was was cool for me, and me and him just kind of clicked instantly with our sense of humor. And he's a pretty down to earth guy. Oh yeah, and, he, and he then um, the, the guy who did Snake. Uh, did I? I thought he did. Um. I think eventually we were, yeah, David Hader is his name. I think we were supposed to eventually um, have both of them on at the same time. That, that would have been awesome, but unfortunately that never happened. I think during that time, Quentin was just auditioning for a, a billion different things at the time. So it, he was kind of get a hard, a hard to get a hold of. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that, that was cool having him on. That was cool to interview him. Like I said, I was a huge fan of Metal Gear Solid and his character Raiden, um, you know, back in the day. Yeah, Did you ever anyway, play those games? I played, I think I remember playing the demo of the f- first one, I think. That's about it. But I, didn't he have his own game? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I want to say it was uh, a couple years back now. Yeah, his character Raiden got his very own game. Like, when you go slice them, you can actually like, choose where you slice them, and then that's where the yes. kind of come apart. That was really cool. I yeah. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the game. Well, I, I loved how they brought him back as a cyborg in the fourth uh, Metal Gear Solid game. Because if you play the second one, he's kind of this, like, 
um, insecure, you know, new, new soldier that has kind of a dark past, but then he comes back in number four and he's just like half human, half cyborg. I definitely enjoyed that one. I played a little bit. Of that. Oh. I don't think I could beat her or whatever, but I, I, I don't, uh, I, I think I did. You fight like the president or something at the end of the game. I just remember the cool ass, uh, slicing mechanic thing. Um, and then after that, we don't have to go through every single episode. I'll kind of just highlight these because um, yeah, there's a few of them. So I'll, this I'll, this will be the last one I'll cover at SEC is Lisa Foyles. Oh, yeah. She was on, um, yeah, she was on all that back in the day on Nickelodeon's. Um, and I don't know what she's up to nowadays. She was like doing a UFC show during that time. That was cool to talk to her, man. She's awesome. Yeah, that was probably like the first like celebrity like person you interview i'm like i know who that is that was really cool yeah <laughs> i was in the, i remember i was in the back in the studio doing all the stuff and then you were talking to her on the laptop or whatever and she's like who else is there <laughs> first i don't know i think she was like nervous or whatever she's like i want to say hi to him and i had to come out of the freaking uh Control room and oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> and then um, shortly after that, SEC closed down. Um, I don't think they closed. I think they didn't let people like us come in and use their stuff. I think they, <laughs> they say, you get out of here. Stay away from our facility. Yeah, you kind of like. Uh... <clears throat> so it, it, okay. So then it probably, probably just became like a government owned um, type, type of thing entity. Yeah, and then there was that uh, kind of void for a while because there was really no other place like that close by. And then you found that town yeah. square. And that was that was a good time. They had a lot of good people there too. Yeah, shout out to Town Square Television, man. They really helped uh, kind of shape Late Hour. What was that guy's name? He was really cool. Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. Oh, Tommy's awesome. He's... Shout out to Tommy Platek, man. He's he's, he's... the man. He always remembered me. He remembered everybody. He was very yeah. Nice. He he was he's a genuinely very very nice guy. I don't know if he's still there. Just because it's been so long since I've been to that city. I follow uh, Town Square on Facebook. I think I've seen some stuff he does. Oh really? I think he's still there, but I'm not sure. But hopefully he won an Emmy. At least he's doing something. I hope he's doing something with like his talent and yeah he he was always like super um helpful super creative super supportive of like whatever project you wanted to do it's kind of um, cool kind of set up the lighting for you i kind of wish we could oh, do that, but it was nice that they kind of did it for you dude yes that was such a huge to have them just set it up for us and we just walk yeah. in was like so yeah so nice. hey email them what you want and then when we get there, all we had to do is move a few things, and everything was kind of set. Yeah, man, that was so nice. And then um, the plan from there was to do the show out in Pasadena, California, and then uh, COVID hit, and that kind of just backtracked everything. And then I think you moved. That's around the time you moved to uh, moved, South Carolina. I moved right before it got really bad because I moved down yeah. I left Minnesota, I think, like the, the Friday after Valentine's Day, made my way down here. And then, like, a month, then March came, and that's when 
things started shutting down and people were getting sick and mm. started to wear masks. And... I don't think I told you this. I I So I recently did an interview with Rob Dyrdek and I mentioned you. I don't know if you yeah, saw it. I, I watched that one. Yeah. I thought <laughs> when I first started listening to it, he had his like spiel in the beginning. Yeah, My yeah. first thought was like, is this like a master class thing? And if you graduate, you get to be on his podcast. I don't know, but that was really cool. He's got a lot of insight. Oh, yeah. Rob, the ridiculousness. Did yeah, Robin Big, Fantasy Factory. Uh, yeah, ridiculousness. He's 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 been on there for quite a while. I'm working on putting something together for that, but it was, it was cool to pitch him that TV show. That's the yeah. most nervous I've ever been in my life. <laughs> like, I've... I don't think I've ever been that nervous before. Yeah, well, you're talking to someone who's been through it all already. And... Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's been on MTV, what, since 2010, 2011? Wasn't was he just, like, pretty much MTV for a while? Where they just, like, kept yeah, I, I want to say, he like, currently he's, like, 60% of their programming. But, you know, like, if you have an idea for a concept or if you, like, Anybody out there has a company that they want to pitch to Rob Deerdick, you certainly can. Just go to DeerdickMachine.com. He's a super down-to-earth guy. Did he actually did he check out some of the late-hour episodes? He did, yes. Right, I think, yeah. He... Yeah, he said, oh, you did the late-hour show in Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. Yeah, oh, but I, I, like, I made sure to say, like, it was a, it was a very, very bootstrap operation that me and you right. did like everything you see is only me and you like there's no audience it's it's it feels very alive i remember it was very remember i got work uh working there or not working but helping there because i'd have to go to the control room run out cameras yes <laughs> check stuff go back out check the audio it was it was fun though I... yeah really really good experience you know yeah, me and you got to like. I think me and you got to a point where we really had it down. Oh yeah, towards like the last couple episodes and. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. That's when we were just able to knock knock episodes out very quickly because we knew what to do. Well, I kind of I think we kind of changed the format too. We kind of shortened it a little yes. bit. Yes. Because people didn't really like to watch the whole episode, so we kind of yeah went like well, I, squeeze it. Yeah, shorter time. episodes. I. Th- I think getting away from the suit and tie aspect was really important. That's when like our views really started to to take off. And you know what? I I need to give somebody a shout out here. Colt over at I don't know what radio station he's at now, but man, Colt was at KWB and he gave he came on our show and he gave us a shout out over the radio, which really helped right. create an audience for us. So man, shout out to Colt. That was that was huge for us. That was a good good time. Yeah. Um, all right, so where are we at in the timeline? We're at like 2019, 2020, somewhere in there. We're almost caught up. I think we're caught up almost. Okay, so then, like, tell me how you got involved with this, um, Uncle George. I guess, I guess we're going back a couple of years. Oh, but now we're going back. Oh man, oh, <laughs> stuff. All, all this happened before I moved down here. They're interested in this. There, there they are. <laughs> but, uh, you, how many know, cats do you have? Two, two brothers. Just, okay, okay, gotcha. You know what it's like to have cats. It's I yes, I have six of them, so I am well aware of uh, how cats can be very nice, but they can also be very, very weird. Oh yeah, whatever. So uh, back <laughs> to story, whatever. Uh, I would email. There's like a 
forget the website, but there's a website where teams can like put in like their name and like contact information that like people find them. So there's like a huge list and then I'll kind of go through and check it sometimes to see. At the time too, I didn't have, it was after my dad passed, I think, and I was living in Woodbury and I still had really no means of uh, getting around to have my license or anything at the time. So I had to find somehow someone to find a team close enough to maybe I can get a ride to some places and whatnot. And then after a while, I just gave up on it. But then I tried in 2016. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, here's, looks like the, here's like saw one that was in a Woodbury. Damn, I'm in Woodbury, so maybe hmm. this is an opportunity or a chance to do this stuff. And I emailed uh, this guy named Mike. He had different views on how he wanted to do stuff, but I'll always be grateful because he did kind of let me, gave me the opportunity to do it. The Clint Norris Show will be right back after a word from our sponsors. So let me ask you guys something. Have you ever thought about creating your own podcast but weren't 100% sure where to start? Well, with Anchor, you can officially turn your idea of a podcast into a reality. The easiest way for anyone to make a high-quality podcast and distribute it everywhere audio is heard. You even have the option to record your podcast from your phone with no fancy equipment required. That's it. It's really that easy. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, it's never been easier to finally create your very own podcast. So check out Anchor on the App Store or visit anchor.fm. That is anchor.fm. Okay, so check this out. Do you like finding random cool things to buy on the internet? If so, you're in luck because right now the Awesome Mall has everything from apparel to gamer gadgets on their site. The Awesome Mall features items that you typically won't find in stores and make it easier to find a gift for those hard-to-buy people in your life. From all-in-one arcade boards to countertop pizza cookers, theawesomemall.com has something for everybody. That is theawesomemall.com. Welcome back to the Clint Norris Show. Make sure to give us a thumbs up and subscribe for notifications. Right up there. So this is my first investigation. And the car was uh, Jody, Sean, and Emma, who later would do the Uncle George movie with me or the documentary. Mm-hmm. You know how quiet I am. Yeah. Well, we were depending the on the subject. They, they forgot I was in the car. I was so quiet. <laughs> they said they're talking crap about this Mike guy. This is my first time going. They're like, "This guy sucked. We should leave and start." <laughs> oh no! I'm in the back of the car, just just confused as hell. And <laughs> I went on a few after that. I had a good time with it and learned. More audio type stuff using mic- more like microphones out in the field. That's something yeah. I didn't really do at the, uh, except for the Officer Dan or whatever you did. That guy. I guess we did Officer Dan. Yes, yes. But, yeah, I don't think we used any like fancy equipment for that though. That was just my flip cam, I think. So it was kind of cool to do some of that audio in the field, dealing yeah. with like the nature sounds that you can't really control. Um, so, so I, I, one question about your story. So like, when did they notice you were in the car? I think they looked back and like, or they just realized, oh, there's a fourth person in the car. 
<laughs> and what do they do? They, they change the subject? They're like, we're, we're sorry. Anyways, you want to know, I have a similar story. So when I was in college, we were in, I, I want to call it a computer lab. I don't know if that's what it was called, but it was a room where you had all these different like computers, sort of like a mini library, I guess. And this girl like started talking about me and I thought she was kidding. And she was like, Clint thinks he's so cool. He just thinks he's the coolest guy ever. Well, guess what? You're not. You're an idiot. And like, she didn't know like I'm, I'm like two rows ahead of her. So I just like. It's like she's talking to you, but she's not. It was weird. Yeah. Cause I thought she was kidding at first. And then she saw I was in the room and then her face got red and I just waved. (laughs) I was like, good to see ya. Uh, Awkward. Well, the people I were with were really nice, just they didn't like this Mike guy. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. Well, Mike, if you're listening, sorry, buddy. <laughs> I didn't have any ill will towards them because I wasn't there long enough to have issues with them. But for those three, four years, I did it nonstop. Every location I went, every I went all over Iowa. I went to like places like the Irvin that's in Duluth. It's like a old ore ship. I used to travel around uh, Lake Superior. Mm-hmm. That was kind of cool to see. What was it called? The Irv- Irvine. The Irvine ship? Okay. Yeah. Forget where it's docked. I don't know if it's in Duluth or next to Duluth. Um, so then how did you guys um, decide on doing a documentary on uh, Uncle Uncle George? Well, that kind of ties into the paranormal stuff, too, because Emma, she, she's really good at researching the location but when we went into a location she had like a whole history of it and research in a place called Leduc mansion it's in the hastings a real cool uh, place it's like an old mansion that's right in the middle of modern day um so she was doing research on that and she came across a guy named george daniels he's a like a former slave so she would, she likes to like find a person at these locations that they, there's not a lot of information about them and she'll focus on that guy, try to fill in okay. the gaps of his history. For a while, that was kind of her thing was researching this guy, finding where he came from, what was his life like, his family. Where, he, where was he born? Where did he die? All that stuff wasn't really known, especially like at the Leduc place. They had just the information of what General Leduc, he was a general in the Civil War Army. Or the Union. Oh, really? I didn't know that. So they, the only recollection of history of Fort George Daniels is what he had. It's cool that you guys kind of made something from somebody who I probably wouldn't know about otherwise. Yeah, that's what. You know, that's a really cool thing. Yeah, that's what I was. What I liked about doing the project the most because it was someone that not a lot of people knew. Uh, yeah. You know, so she just she goes to these research holes, rabbit holes, and just well, you can watch the movie. For all yeah, if you guys, yeah. Uncle George, Life Story of George Daniels, I believe. I, it's been a while. That's on the North Star Paramount Research YouTube. It's, and then have you guys like ever run into anything like strange while you're out doing this type of stuff? Strange? Yeah. 
There was one time where I was at this place called Edinburgh. Um, this is the probably the only time I ever got spooked where I'm like, oh. Uh, so there's this r room with a coffin in it, kind of like a, almost like a wake or funeral kind of setup with chairs. And uh, I thought it'd be like a good idea to go lay in the coffin. So I, oh, went, man. I went and got in there. It's pretty comfy. So when my time comes, <laughs> I, it's going to be a comfy Hey, spot. this isn't bad. <laughs> yeah, I almost fell asleep in there. But uh, oh, really? so they uh, wanted me to have, close the coffin and they would go to the other side of the building. They closed me in. I heard them walking away. And I think they came back to get a few things, but after a while, they, I could hear the footsteps kind of trail off. Mm -hmm. So I'm just laying in there. But uh, after a while, it uh, almost sounds like someone runs up to the coffin and smacks the top of it. And that made me jump. Mm. I'm oh, of course. Yeah. From this little coffin. So that, that was probably my, my only real good experience. A lot of the cool stuff happened to the other team members. Like, So how do you know it wasn't one of the other team members who did that? Well, after it happened, I laid there for a while, kind of get my nerves down a little bit. I got out of the coffin because I, I was starting to get sleepy. Mm -hmm. So I got up because I think it was like midnight, almost like one in the morning. So it was pretty late. So I got out, so I got out of the coffin and there's like no one in the room. I'm... I start, I leave the room and I start heading towards the other side where everyone's at. There's really, there's no one, there's no one around, but someone's coming back my way. I think her name was Deanne or something because she forgot her camera. I can't prove that there's no one in there because there's no cameras or anything. It's just, uh, I have the audio of it on my laptop. It's definitely unexplained. What well, and unexpected too. You're just yeah. sitting there or you're laying down just relaxing and then, oh! There was no one in there, but something made noise, and I can't say for sure it was. Did you did you feel a little bit like the Undertaker when you're in that coffin? I missed opportunity. I should have put the basket out. Sat, sat, sat up real quick. Grab it, toast by the throat. Roll my eyes behind my head. I've never, uh, I, I've never been in a coffin before, so you you have that experience over me. It's, it's got to be a little weird, though, you know. I thought I might have been a little claustrophobic about it, but it was actually pretty cozy. Hmm. Like, hey, this ain't, ain't too bad. I, I, this is just me. I prefer to not, like, kind of going to, to people who are actually in, in coffins. I just prefer not to see them, and that's my own, like, thing nowadays. I just don't. It. It makes... Yeah, it's just like, man, I don't need to see, like, I don't need to, it's, it's okay. Like, just close it. I don't need to see that. It's hard when it's. A loved one too. It's just, yeah. It's really hard to. You can't really make yourself. You know, you probably should, but part of you is just like, no, no, no. Just stay away. Don't look. Might be too. Yeah, long. I think. Well, I just think mentally, it's better for you not to see that because I know people are like, oh, it's good for closure. I don't think it is, man. I, I, I disagree. Everyone's different for everybody. Agree. Yeah, that's true. For me, I just. I'm I'm fine with having their the last memory be the last thing I did with them. I don't need I don't need to see it. Yeah, there's really no concrete proper way to grieve. Just 
do your best and yeah time will that's heal. the other thing man. rob Deirdre gave me like just some of the best advice ever for grieving it was because yeah, i remember um, that question you asked him like yeah so afterwards he said you know the best thing you can do is like just create something out of that like just some type of art out of that out of that grief because you're always going to go through that grief process but the important thing is to write a book take maybe some art that they made and, and create a an anthology out of that or write something you know and like man that's probably the best like advice i've ever heard it, it definitely it's unfortunate but it does create really good stuff like yeah i can't really think of anything on the top of my head but i don't know there's like music some really good music would come out especially after uh when chester bangton uh passed away uh, from mm-hmm. Lincoln park uh, yeah you know the guy he came out with a lot of good uh good music afterwards i don't think that would happen if he did that from grief too used it yeah you know yeah it's an unfortunate tool but it's powerful well i even think of like your union character from what i remember the lore that you wrote it was like well um originally union kind of had this like rough upbringing when he made it to pro wrestling he wasn't like really on the main event that much he was kind of like a a middle card guy and then he goes missing for a while and then he comes back has like armor on and like a mask and stuff you got you got me on that i don't remember any of that but oh really i don't remember that stuff maybe, maybe i'm just losing it maybe i'm just starting to lose my mind <laughs> oh, oh yeah since i moved down here we turn it turn into our 30s how's that been so oh that's like, true yeah oh man you're 32 oh. i'm 32 we're old i got yeah i know we're old my, now my, yeah. my beard and everything it's do you really Oh yeah, I'll like pull one out sometimes. Like, holy crap! <laughs> I can, I can, I can safely say I pretty much feel the same as I did when I was twenty-one. Like, I really don't feel yeah. any different. I still make the same stupid jokes. Farts make me laugh really hard. <laughs> Nothing's changed. You, yeah, just your uh, your your age changes. Uh, maybe I'm a little fatter. I don't know. Maybe just a tad a tad fatter from oh, when I was yeah. twenty-one. The only thing I have really noticed is like people's attitudes towards me. It's like, oh, you're 30 year old. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm just ancient. But, my my back. But we don't look 30 <laughs> though. That's what I get. No, I don't. Oh, we got a visitor. Do we? <laughs> we do. Yep, we do. Uh, are you gonna come? Are you coming in? You're just gonna lord in the doorway like a weirdo. Okay. So for the fine people listening at home, uh, Melissa is opening the door and uh, leaving the dog with me. Anyways, we are actually watching, uh, we're sitting a dog named um, Torg. Torg. He is a elk, yeah, elk hound mix. Yeah, we have a a lot of animals at our house for the people out there who don't know. Um, We have, so we have uh, six cats, as mentioned earlier, six chickens, two dogs, and a hedgehog. Look at that kitty cat. Who's that? This is Connor. Connor, what's going you, on, Connor? You don't like people. He likes me. So that's oh, he's not a big people person. Wow. He got traumatized by uh, Jessica's niece and nephew. They came over one day. Oh no! And they were just chasing the chasing Connor, and then he got a little trauma. Oh, that's too bad. So, uh, are are you working on any projects right now? Where you're at? No, just working, trying to make a life. I've yeah, I've done a lot down here. Finally got my license. Oh yeah. Oh really? Thirty-two years later, finally in my life. <laughs> How's it feel? That's so far. I went to McDonald's and Burger King. 
for breakfast. Do you have do you have any interest in ever moving back to Minnesota? I think I'm stuck down here. <laughs> do you ever visit? Uh, I want to visit. I'm trying to come up during the fall. Mm. Uh, I did come up once. It was, I think, the Christmas after I moved moved down here. I came up kind of like a surprise thing. Literally, oh, like, okay. the day before, we're like, let's go. Which was did you pretty. fly? No, we drove. That's... Oh wow! So it made the drive really easy because everyone was ready where they wanted to be. So like, oh, I suppose you know, yeah. Up there, there was not a lot of people on the road. And Wait, does it snow where you're at? You you'll probably like it down here if you ever make it down here. There's oh really? I think I think it only snowed like twice and it stayed on the ground maybe a couple days. There's definitely a culture shock when I moved down here, but it's definitely different. People, it'll be in the seventies, and people are all bundled up and freezing. Yep. I'm just here um, in shorts and my t-shirt. Just be like, "This is hot. I'm hot." <laughs> my my biggest like culture shock was probably when I went out to California, and there was uh, just people on the boardwalk nonchalantly smoking marijuana, like it was no big deal, and it's legal there, so so you can't. I was just like, crazy when you finally get out of Minnesota. There's like every part of the U.S. There's completely different yes yeah so for all the all the fine people out there if you want to follow travis do you have a uh you know like instagram tag or gamer tag you want to give out or do you want to you want to stay stay private i hate this game 69 that's the only thing that's That's still your gamer tag yeah still oh wow it's the only thing that stayed consistent my whole i hate this game 69 that is his uh Gamer tag. If you want to game with Travis, I don't play multiplayer games. Well, never mind. I take that back. Uh... <laughs> Only games I play are like co-op games. I probably play with Mike still, or uh, or oh, Peggle. Mike. Mike, that piece of crap. Hey, yeah. Shout out to Mike. He's got three kids now. And Congrats to Mike, man. That's awesome. Needs to close his legs once in a while. <laughs> take a breather. He's got a house full of girls. <laughs> Oh, they're probably just trying until they get a boy. I think they, I think they're done. You and I like to mess with people. <laughs> yeah, not laugh and. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not so much anymore. I kind of leave people alone. That was kind of our shtick back in the day. With the snowman suit, you chase the kids at the church. I did. Yeah, there was a few times you put the suit on. You had like a British accent. You would, there would be kids around the church. You'd run around in it oh the church by your house okay yeah. i chased kids i have no memory of this i don't know if you chased them but they were around and you're just, hey, okay kids. i remember yeah oh hello children and we went up to the old blockbuster and there was that a giant dog dude oh yeah yeah i, for, yeah, I forgot about that yeah there was a guy there was a guy in a mascot we, outfit we, up there we walk around oakdale in a snowman costume we just happened to find one other dude mascot. <laughs> he was going around handing out flyers and blockbuster. Yeah. Then wasn't he like, hey, you guys want a job? <laughs> he offered you a job. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know why I didn't say yes. I was just like, oh, no, man. Yeah, I, too I, don't cool. know, I would loan you a suit. I know, right? Like, why not at the time? Yeah. But, we, uh, no in that thing. we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. When we you're, when you're young. It was like, I, I didn't want to talk for anything. I was a, I was a silent snowman. I was a serial, yeah. serial killer snowman. You were the 
Olaf. Well, I I did a lot of that that stupid type of stuff when I was like probably ten to thirteen. I don't know if you know this. I would just like put on a mask and like go up the street and harass people. Old old videos, yeah. Yes, yeah. This is going back quite a ways. I um I I remember I got the cops called on me once, and that was the last time I ever did it. I dressed up as Zorro, but yeah, back in the day I used to do similar stuff like that. So of course, naturally we're we're gonna. We're gonna fit like a glove with that type of stuff. Yeah, it's. I like. There's like a Melissa give you that face. Like it's like a, you're you're annoying me. I'm not gonna give you the satisfaction <laughs> of saying anything. Keep doing it. Uh no, I mean no, usually just just usually with uh with Melissa, sometimes they'll get a look. Usually it's stop it. That's that's like the number one thing. Stop it. I usually but, just uh, she just doesn't say anything and she'll just like. Look at me. I'll keep going until I run out of steam. The uh, the joys of being married, ladies and gentlemen. Every every married couple out there listening to this knows exactly what we're talking about. I hope to be married exactly. November ish. You guys have a date? I think November eleventh. I was oh, going to do anything big, but that's exciting. That's when I first met her. You guys clicked instantly. Oh yeah, only one person in this world who can uh, deal with this guy. <laughs> Shout out to Jessica all day. Do you want to plug anything? Nah, I'm just kidding. You good? Okay. All right. right, Well, Travis, buy buy, uh, for my job. I build modular houses. Buy these houses so I can get get a bonus. What What is a modular house? Uh, It's like a company that like go buy land and just throw up a whole bunch of houses on it. Oh, okay. That's what I. There it is, folks. Shout out to Travis by modular houses. This has been uh, <laughs> this has been uh, the one and only Travis, co-creator of Late Hour, co-producer of Late Hour. Good talking to you, man. Thanks for coming on. All right. And as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to hit that notification bell, smash that subscribe button, and we will see you next week on the Clint Norris Show. Tune in next week for a fresh episode of the Clint Norris Show. Take care.